Hey everyone, and welcome back to Music from the Curator's Chair. I'm your host, Scott, and, uh, well, I wish this podcast was on a more happier note, but it sadly is not. A friend of mine that I cared for quite a lot passed away a couple days ago due to an undiagnosed heart condition that even I didn't know about, and I honestly thought it was from someone else, so... This kind of put a big hamper on my episode, like how the move was going to be set today, but overall, it's kind of a somber feeling in general, just due to the fact that one, it, it, they're gone and they're not coming back, and it's like, I'll never see him again, sort of gone, it's... It's heartbreaking, really, because I really cared for them quite a lot, but Whatever. It is April 16th. I promised that I would be reviewing The Offspring's Let the Bad Times Rule, and I am today. And, well, as much as I wish I was in a more happier mood, I'm not. I also can say that it's been a bit of a bad week for me anyways besides that. I caught myself a nasty sunburn on my neck, which is always great. Also on my arms, because... Well, I didn't expect it to be so hot out the past couple days, but whatever. Literally, let's let the bad times keep rolling on and on and on. But, um, yeah, this album was not... It was a bit of a surprise to be announced because I didn't expect it at all for a good while because I didn't think it was going to even happen at all because of the fact that, one, they just never... um, mentioned anything for the past little while like the offspring have mentioned that they were releasing some new content every so often but like they never really said when it was going to come out it was meant to come out last year i thought but they announced it earlier back in february or january was it that it's coming out in april and it has and i'm happy it has because this album was a long time coming, and it's like, oh my goodness, this is great. The first couple of songs were not the best, but honestly, the songs that came out before, there's one that was a single originally, Coming For You, and that came out years ago. It was like a promotional item for the WWE event, I believe. It was not WrestleMania, but it was something around that time when it came out in 2015. It definitely was not WrestleMania, but it was around... One of their earlier events during the year, I believe. I think it might have been SummerSlam, maybe, but I don't know. But I'll get to that song when it gets when it's time to. The first song, this is not Utopia, is very punk, uh, punk rocky, kind of pop punky, but it's still like their normal style. Feels great to hear them back in full force again. Dexter, Noodles, and everyone else, like all the crew, except for one that's no longer with them anymore, which kind of sucks, and that would be Greg K. He left the band due to some, uh, oh, he was kicked out of the band due to some, I guess, he was contributing or something, or something was happening. I don't really remember all the details on that story, but I know he left. He's no longer with the offspring, which kind of sucks because he was one of the longest running members of the band. He always had that heavy bass line that came with him, and it's like, well, that sucks. He's no longer with the band. But uh, overall, the song, 
on this. The first, the starting song, I hate to say, is a sign of things to come. Because it's not, it's more or less a song that's just, it's just like, let's just keep doing and having some fun, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's one of those sort of songs. And then the title track comes in and it's just, I don't know. I dislike the title track, which was one of the first few songs that they released to everyone when they announced it. And it's, it's not one of my favorites, honestly, on this album, but this is not Utopia is pretty good, if I'm honest, but it's not my favorite. Younger Walls is a good one. It's very. I totally it. If I'm honest, it's kind of like if you're like if your back's literally against the wall, and someone's behind you saying, "Hey, I'm right behind you. Don't worry, we're gonna get through this sort of thing." That's what it kind of makes me think of, but I don't really know exactly. Army of One is another one that's not too bad either. I kind of found it enjoyable. Um. I found it more or less to be like one that says, you know, you're you're not alone out there. Like you'll be good to go soon enough. You'll be safe. Like we're right behind you. Could be independent or solo or whatever you want to be. Just do it. And breaking these bones almost sounds like a skateboardy, like skateboard punk song. Something that the band has been very known. Is can I would I have to say is kind of known for. In the early days, like they were very known for like songs that you could kind of get away with listening to and kind of skateboarding to, in a sense. Now, coming for you, that's the other song that I was talking about. That's the other one I know they released years ago as a single, and to know it's on this album. It's like, wow. I'm surprised it's on the album now, but you know what? At, at least... Because, honestly, it's a good song, don't get me wrong. It came out, yeah, it came out in January 2015. And, um... Yeah, it was used for Elimination Chamber 2015. That's what I was thinking of. He didn't know if it was going to be a one-off or not. Because there were a few songs that were kind of a one-off. But, um... It did come out on the album, and I'm glad it did. Like, and honestly, it was great just to hear it again and to know it's there. But the other song I didn't like that came out a couple weeks ago... For... Their third single was the next one that's after Coming For You, which is We Never Have Sex Anymore. I personally don't find this song very appealing. It's funny. It's clever. It's kind of like, wow, you guys are trying to not be edgy, but kind of trying to be funny with songs. But to me, it's just not working very well. Like, I know they're trying, but it, it's just not what I think of when I think of The Offspring. I don't think of dumb... Like, I think of some songs that are dumb, but are catchy, like, Why Don't You Get a Job? Or Pretty Five Floor White Guy. But I don't... 
take those sort of songs and think, oh, I want to have an album full of this. But it's not like that at all. In the Hall of the Mountain King, they kind of use a, a classic music riff, like dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. I'm not sure the music that they use, but I know, I can't remember the name of it completely off the top of my head, but I know it's a cliche sort of song that I know is classical for sure, and I know I've, I've seen many people use in many things, but they used it in a rock sense, and it works so well. Like, it doesn't try and sell you that riff, because it's only at the beginning of the song, but the rest of it's like, it pretty much ignores it, and pretend it's not there, which is good, honestly, because who needs to care about a song that's centuries old? Not me, really, but that's what it is. It's just like, you're in the Hall of the Mountain King, like the King of the Mountain. I win, you lose, any questions sort of feeling. That's what it kind of felt like. It was screaming at me. And then comes um, the opioid diaries, which I'm going to say the opioid crisis and everything like that that's been going on in the U.S. as well as in Canada is not good at all. It's Many parts of Canada are still dealing with this crisis and are constantly seeing people, even during the pandemic, probably die from it. There have been many people that have uh, passed away due to abuse of pills, fentanyl, or whatever it could be, and it's like, if you really are wanting to experiment, experiment safely. Don't just take an opioid for the sake of doing it to get high, because for all you know, you could uh, be dead in the next couple of hours, honestly, if you are to take one. I know people that tried um, taking fentanyl patches and smoking them and died, and that's not good either. But it sucks to hear about these kids keep on dying from these souped up drugs that they don't know where it's from exactly. They don't know the source, and it's been like laced with fentanyl and it kills them. It sucks because it's so strong that they die, and these drug dealers are getting more and more money from them each passing day, really. And it's like, that's disgusting. But, uh, Hassan Cha, that's the next one on this album, and quite frankly, this is not a bad song. I felt like this is the one that really got me to really enjoy this album. But also, is another one that was like, awesome. Glad to hear it. Glad to see you guys making good music, like good stuff that everyone can enjoy. Um, it has a very edgy rock sort of sound that they're known for. And it, the lyrics are just, I don't know how to describe it, but it's almost like a kung fu movie sort of feeling, from what I can tell in the song. But next comes the most emotional song that I'm dedicating to my friend May, who just passed away. It is a re-recording of one of Dexter's best bits of work, I'm truly honest, and that is the song Gone Away, which was originally on Ixnay on the Ombre in 1997, and that one was dedicated to his girlfriend who died in a car crash, and honestly, it, it hurts to know people you loved are gone, and it's like, you can't bring them back, no matter what you try and do, there's nothing that can bring them back, and it just, 
it's a heartbreaking song, but the way it's done is so much more just somber and emotional, more than that absolutely I'm gonna hate I hate to even mention them in the same sentence as the offspring, but the cover that I heard recently by Five Finger Death Punch just sounds more somber and emotional than that. Salute to the troops bullshit that we were given by them a few years ago, and I can definitely say I will not listen to that song at all anymore, because I thought it was good, but then I found out, oh, it's a cover again, I'm like, Jesus Christ, you guys, but that's a different story for a different day, I'm not talking about Five Finger Death Punch, I'm talking about The Offspring, this song, the way it's produced by Bob Rock and everything, and just, the way it's done, it just... It makes you want to cry. It made me actually kind of start tearing up a little bit. And not necessarily weeping, but still kind of getting a little upset and sad. Because someone I know is gone before their time. And it really does fucking suck. To know that they're gone and I'm never going to hear from them again. Or even send them some awesome cat pictures. Because they like cats a lot. And it's like... It sucks. It fucking sucks. It sucks a lot because I can't do anything about it. I can't visit them. I can't nothing. I, I wasn't even able to really visit them, but they were someone I knew online. It just sucks to know that they're gone. They had a I had a bit of a connection with them in a good way, in a positive manner, but now it's like, well, fuck me. I'm not gonna see them again. And now it's like they were taken too soon from me, way too fucking soon. Upsets me. It's like, what am I going to do now? I don't know what I can do and how I'm going to move on. But I have, I don't want to necessarily move on forget them. Because that's not how I am. I'm not that kind of person. I don't move on and forget people. But, yeah, that's how this album kind of ends. But it doesn't at the same time. It ends with uh, one last little piece of the puzzle, which is a small... The lullaby version of uh, Let the Bad Times Roll, kind of. And the album ends in that way. And I have to say, great job, Dexter, Noodles, everyone that was on this album. Good job to all of you. You did an amazing job with this album. And it's, like, I'm just like, <clears throat> surprised, honestly, how it, it works out. But, um, yeah, I have. To, I wanted to dedicate this song, the, the last song, to May. Not lullaby, but gone away. I wanted to dedicate that to her memory, and um, I definitely think I'm gonna revisit this album again pretty soon when I'm in a more less fragile state as I am. I'm not gonna do a podcast on that. I'm not gonna do a redux of it. There's no point. Or a prize, or whatever you want to call it. I'm not going to do anything like that because it's not worth it to do a revisit of a of an album that just came out. But I know for a fact I'm going to come back to it in the future. I might come back to just listening to the song "Gone Away" more than I will the "Ixnay on the Ombre" one. Which don't get me wrong, that one's great. That one is just it's heartbreaking. It's heart. It's gut wrenching. But this one with just the piano and the violins cellos playing the orchestral pieces to it 
just make it more emotional and more heartbreaking because it's because a lot of people have lost loved ones due to this pandemic that we're living in right now that we can't see a lot of our friends we can't do anything right now and a lot of people are trying to break the fucking rules and trying to like i'm sorry for swearing but it's hard to collect my thoughts without being upset and angry about everything that's gone on i just lost a friend and i'm hurt all right i'm very hurt because they passed away two days ago and i didn't even realize that they were sick at all i knew they had a brain tumor they had operated on a couple like a year and a half ago or so back and they were returning back to work and they seemed to be doing well they only had one slight issue that they uh told me about the night before they died and they said that one of their friends was in the hospital did multiple organ failure and there was no way they were coming back from that i think they were gonna go say their farewells to them but they didn't, I don't think. They died the next day. And it's like it was due to a heart condition that they didn't know about. It was an undiagnosed uh, cardiopathy. A little pulmonary edema or embolism or something like that. I don't remember what, but it was something like that that uh, died. I killed her, and it's, it's heart wrenching. It's very heart-wrenching to know that they're gone and they're not coming back, but I feel they were gone too soon. (sighs) So, yeah, I'm sorry for being a little quiet and not being the best. My voice is kind of gone, but then again, it does uh, teach me not to sing my damned heart out to any song involving Chris Cornell. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, this was a heartbreaking album. I am gonna definitely, as much as I love The Offspring, a lot of this album, I'm not a big fan of, but the re-recording of Gone Away, which I think was due to the help of Bob Rock, the producer on this album, made it just so much better. Yeah, it was it was produced by Bob Rock, and just the fact that this album was delayed for so long. They were working with him in 2013. And it was just due to so many grueling things. And it's just like, they had so, like, it took them a long time. They were constantly touring. They were doing a lot of things. And even um, Dexter said he wanted to do an EP. And it's like, Yeah, it just took a while. They didn't um, get it finished until 2019. It's like, wow. It was 98%. It was meant to be like a fall 2019 release, and then it was ready to be released in 2020. Then they had to go through a new record label. They found one, and they even did a a rock cover of the song Here Kitty Kitty for Tiger King. It was recorded while the band was in quarantine. And the only reason why it was on hold was actually due to the coronavirus pandemic. Now it's been released. It was um 
it was announced in February that it was coming out today, and I'm glad it was out. And just a lot of other things happened in between. There were constant delays. There was the issue with Greg K that happened during 2018, 2019, amongst other things. There were a lot of problems that happened during this album's uh, release. I know Wallace Sound gave it a 9 out of 10, and I'm just, honestly, I'm going to say out of like, out of all the songs that I've heard on this album, I'm going to say my absolute favorite was the piano version of Gone Away, and the Hall of the Mountain King was a good instrumental, which I liked about it, like for their version of it. Um, we never have sex anymore. It was a bit of a goofy song, but it, it works to the offspring's pedigree, I guess you could say. It works. It's not a song that I expected from them at all. Like, I didn't expect them to just kind of do, oh, we're going to do a song about not having, we're going to do a, a dumb goofball song about not having, like, with couples not doing it anymore because that's us right we want to do that again like i thought they kind of got oh like they got past that sort of goofiness after americana because the last album that i remember they did that had anything about that sort of thing was around americana maybe splinter had it but I don't recall i don't recall that album very well it's an album that i kind of out of all the albums that i listened to from the offspring it's the one i kind of skipped technically because I don't really remember a whole lot from it. There's not any songs I've liked on it, really. There's, like, maybe one, but that's it. Like, out of all the other albums I listen to, that's the only one I don't have a whole lot of fondness for. It's good, but it's not one I want to go back and say, yeah, I like that album. There's no point for me to do that, because there's nothing on that album that I like, except for maybe one song. And even then, this it came out during a time when I wasn't listening to The Offspring as much. For that album, but Rise and Fall, Rage and Grace is another one I can say. And out of all their albums, I hate to go on a tangent about the offspring, but out of all their albums that they've ever made, my absolute favorites are Smash, Ixnay on the Ombre, Americana, Rise and Fall, Rage and Grace, and that's it. I don't like, I've listened to their first album. I don't know a whole lot from it. It's it's good, but it isn't for me personally. And the other ones I don't like on this album also. Like Splinter, like I said, don't really know a whole lot from it. It's not for me. Um, Conspiracy of One's okay, but there's not a whole lot on that album that makes me scream. Let's go back and let's do it again. There's not that many. But it is what it is. I'm not too upset about how that works, but it just it's just what it does. But overall this album is great. There's a couple songs on this album that I don't like. But that's just how it works, you know what I mean? There won't and I'm gonna even say right now, I know most of you know that there's always music in the background on my podcast if you listen to this. This one's gonna try and like this one's gonna be as quiet as I can hopefully have it. I just like I said, I'm hurt. A friend of mine just passed. And it's just... It's it's heartbreaking, man. It, it's very, very heartbreaking. I'm going to try and... 
keep it so it's only to this and you don't hear anything else in the background, hopefully. But, um, yeah, I'm going to definitely say this is going to be the only one without any audio tracks in the background for the most part. But this one I'm dedicating to my friend May. May she rest in peace. It's going to be hard to listen or look at anything without her being here anymore. Because, well, she's gone and it's, it just it hurts. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, guys, that's me for this album. I will catch you all in the next time, in the next video. Well, not, not next video, the next podcast. But this is me, Scott, with Let the Pat Times Roll by the Offspring, signing out. End transmission.